0: I'm so honored today because I have Dr. Amanda with me, and Dr. Amanda is a chiropractor who focuses on neurooptimization. optimization Her tools and strategies aim to help people regulate and optimize their nervous systems. Her motto is, the doctor determines the diagnosis, the patient decides the prognosis. Dr. Amanda believes that patients have more power and control over their healing than they think. They simply need the tools and strategies to support them on their healing journey. Thank you so much for being here today, Dr. Amanda.
1: Hello.
0: (laughs) Uh, I just love what you do. And I think it's so important for everybody to know this. But can you really just dive into your journey, how you got into chiropractic and what that looks like for you now today?
1: Sure. Well, I was always attracted to the health field as a kid. I actually wanted to be a nurse growing up. Um, And then I realized I actually can't take a lot of medication in terms of my body doesn't react well to it. Even if I want it or I need it, you know, it it usually ends up with me throwing up. Um, So I had to find another way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when I began looking through different uh, natural health and, uh, you know, different tools like meditation and yoga and all these other strategies for healing. Um, And then I found my own, throughout that, it's always a journey, right? (laughs) And so through that search, I came to be um, to learn about chiropractic and different chiropractors. And then, you know, we do have traditional chiropractors, and they're great at what they do. Um, And then I wanted to look even deeper than that, because I know that we're just not a physical being, right, we have to encompass the physical, emotional, mental, like spiritual self of who we are, and what we do. Um, So I had to mishmash together a whole bunch of strategies and tools to allow me to access all the different parts of who someone is when they come in for a visit.
0: You're absolutely right. And I think it isn't just one entity. And that's why I'm so happy to have you on today because it really is that mind-body connection, but also knowing like having tools in our toolbox that can help us because like you said, it's not just one way that's going to help somebody, but really like pulling from such a different um, dynamic too, and kind of going... I guess, against like what is normal or what everyone expects. Um, So what was that like when you started really taking in different types of practices and incorporating that into yours?
1: Well, the first thing was I had to keep an open mind. And, you know, a lot of us, we like to be right. And I used to be that way. And so, yeah, (laughs) who would have thought, right? (laughs) I can relate. when something was presented that was contraindicated to everything I knew I actually had to physically hold on and say lean in right Mm. just lean in what if you're wrong about this right Mm. what if there is another way and so in asking that question every time I got uncomfortable it would open up a new layer that allowed me to look at the world in a different way I may or may not you know still incorporate it but Mm. the fact that I was able to switch and say what if this is what if my way wasn't right? Um, that allowed me to open more doors than it would have.
0: You're absolutely right. Like the whole aspect of being open minded, it's something like, you know, you think you're open minded, but then like I know I'm very stubborn. It's something I constantly work on because <laughs> like I want to be right, but you know, we can't always be right. But I think you're absolutely right where you're taking that step back and looking at different angles, different ways of life too, that could really not only benefit you, but others as well. And if we allow ourselves to do that, so being able to keep an open mind is so key in anything we do, especially the entrepreneurial journey, but also with healing too, because it's not a one size fits all. I hear that constantly because I think it's very true. So I'm curious, what was your experience like going through school and then starting your own practice? What was that like initial drive once you were out of school and starting your own practice?
1: Well, similar to a lot of solopreneurs and you know, you wanna make a difference, right? We are all in this because at some level we wanted to help others, especially like when you go into heal, healing and like similar to your self psychology, it's mm-hmm. about wanting to help. And then also in the process you help yourself, right? <laughs> and so the drive really was, okay, I knew that there were other ways in order to approach healing and maybe somebody might be open to it. So that's what the initial um, drive was and possibility. And then, you know, it grew into helping people who didn't think that they had a chance anymore, right? Or giving hope to people who let's say are not as fortunate as others or who don't have access to like natural health because it does cost more money or something like that. And so that led me to opening an online vehicle to allow people to do that.
0: And tell us more what that looks like, your online vehicle for others to get, gain access to you.
1: Yeah, so I have my physical practice in which I see mm-hmm. patients, um, which is great and I love it. Um, and then also online, I teach a course every three months. It's a three month course that goes, it's called the daily dose of healing, but <laughs> what we do every day, we do like a journal journaling prompts, like yoga, meditation, like gratitude work, something every single day, like Monday through Thursday, and they get a, you know, a session. And so people at home can start using the different tools and strategies that I've learned and see, hey, what works best for me? How do I change? And you know what? Healing is really much like the entrepreneurial journey Right? A lot of people think that it goes like this when it's like, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yes, yes, perfect way. <laughs> right? Like you're at that top of the roller coaster, you're like, oh crap. <laughs> Every time.
0: <laughs> Every time.
1: But it's so linked, right? Yes. From how you do the inner healing journey to who you become as an entrepreneur. It's mm-hmm. not the destination, it's not, oh, I'm healed, right? It's like, who
0: do I become in the process of the journey? And I, it was just to going back to your bio of just when I was introducing your, I love your motto hit me. And I was like, yes, that's so true. Because a lot of times people might feel stuck or labeled if this is what's told by the doctor of any kind and not thinking they can get out of it. So where did the motto, like, how did you come up with it? it it's, it's catchy. I like it, but it makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> I wanted
1: a way, especially in healthcare, a lot of people give up their power to somebody else. They're like, okay, you fix me. You, you know what to do, right? And I don't have to take responsibility for it. But I see so many people with the same as you would diagnosis, but it doesn't mean that they all don't heal, right? There's different, um, different outcomes for everyone. And yeah. so you really do have factors that are within your control, even though it might not always seem that way.
0: Yes, because we do have that control. It's the actions that we take. We might hear something and think it's the end, but there's no changing, being able to have incorporation of other things. There's a going back to being open-minded, able to see different things from a different lens can really help somebody not feel stuck. So I just wanted to highlight that because I think that motto is so important to recognize too, that we don't have to take it at face value or what's given to us. We have an opportunity to change it if we want to.
1: Yes. And Dr. Google is not the best form, a <laughs> source of information. Right? What? <laughs> it Honestly, Google just tells you who has the best search engine optimization. That's all it tells yeah. you,
0: right? Yeah, there's the most
1: keywords <laughs> that you decided to type into Google. It is oh, not... A be all end all because I see people all the time. They come in and they're like, oh my God, Google told me I'm going to die. I'm like, really? You just have, you know, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely have done that. (laughs) Because it can be overwhelming too, but it's going to a professional that knows, but also trusting our own bodies as well and like having that control. Like you say too, we have control of ourselves but it's a matter of what steps we take. So I'm curious because you've worked with so many people in so many capacities. Do you have one or two success stories you could share with us about a client that went through maybe the three month program or that you see in session or both?
1: Uh, Well, the biggest thing I like is when people get like an aha moment, right? They come up with, this is why this is happening to me right now. And Mm -hmm. so I had a patient that, um, had breast cancer, got the diagnosis Mm -hmm. of breast cancer. She was a lawyer working lots of hours and everything. Mm -hmm. And after, in the end, on on the other side of the journey, she's like, that's the best thing that ever happened to me. Because Mm -hmm. she's like, I, you know, was able not to work like a crazy person, right? Mm -hmm. I was able to spend more time with my family. Like it really put into perspective for her what was important Mm -hmm. and what her mission was afterwards. Mm -hmm. And had she not gone through that? Like a lot of us, I know when you're in it, you're like, oh man, this sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it as what is this going to teach me on the other side, like even if there's an ounce of good in it Mm -hmm. and how can I help serve on the other side, then there will be a reason for having gone through that.
0: Yes. You are spot on because I know so many people that have gone through really trying times or getting a diagnosis where they didn't know what was going to happen, but it ends up being such a blessing going through it and the experience because they can help others or it just changes their perspective on life and like what's important to them, where their priorities are. And a lot of things can shift and they start taking care of themselves because a lot of times overworking ourselves and we run into like burnout or we get a terrible diagnosis, but we're able to flip that script and reframe it of what is possible. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened for your client or your patient.
1: Yeah, for sure. So that's what we try and look at is, you know, it doesn't matter what other people say, you have the power within you to change and to transform, right? It's always been there. And so it's really an inward journey and same with entrepreneurship, right? It's always, you gotta trust your gut instinct, right? You can get advice from everybody, of course, and have mentors, but you gotta decide what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. Ultimately it comes down to you, right? And
0: who you're gonna be
1: and who what you and your business and your mission and your vision, what they stand for.
0: Exactly. You're the blueprint. You get to create the blueprint. And I'm curious because like there is so many ups and downs, like we were talking about the roller coaster entrepreneurship. What has been maybe a one or two lessons that you've learned that really were like a roadblock early on about
1: five years into practice so I've been in practice for 15 years now um so a little you know I've learned a little bit just a little <laughs> <laughs> just a tad <laughs> um but one of uh, when I first started out I built a practice and my biggest fear was that it would take it would be taken away mm-hmm. and it happened like overnight something happened in that um, the person I was working with, like kicked me out of the practice and literally I, would, I had nothing the next day. Oh. and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Okay. First for the first few days. Yes, I did eat ice cream. I did curl up in a ball.
0: <laughs> Naturally. Really my friends,
1: <laughs> yes. Cried. Um, but I was like, oh, it doesn't have to be like, it just wasn't for me. I have to build it in anything that you don't build in an authentic way will crumble. And that's the same with business. If you do not build it on a solid foundation, it will always fall, right? Like if it doesn't represent who you are and your values, it can't be sustainable over Mm long-term. And the practice I built was literally, you know, blood, sweat, tears, but like overworking, overgiving, people-pleasing, like, you know, just Mm -hmm. giving up everything of who I was. And of course it fell. It wasn't sustainable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I had to rebuild, which was, and what I learned was you don't ever restart again from scratch. You start with all the knowledge that you've had before, that all the experience you've gained, it might look like you're starting from zero, but the mm-hmm. like the, the blueprint is already there. So within three months I built what I had built, took five years to rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. So that one of the biggest challenges is like, you can start all over again, but it isn't starting all over again. And you have to build on a foundation that is solid.
0: I know everyone listening felt that because I totally felt that. And the fact is the authenticity, you're, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, I've done businesses in the past that just didn't work. It wasn't true to like what I wanted. It was kind of like what I was hearing from others. of like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Like the people pleasing or like those factors. But when you're truly aligned with what you're doing, that will come forth the, fact of having a solid foundation so it doesn't crumble. And a lot of times people think, oh, I failed or this isn't working. It's like all those failures are allowed to give you that new knowledge, like you're saying too, to rebuild in a different way and learn from those lessons that you got. And they're hard. They're terrible. Sometimes we don't want that. <laughs> However, <laughs> you're able to build from five years to three months. That's significant. Like what you just said too, to really allow people to resonate with that and understand that it's not always going to be clear cut in the beginning of that process. But the more we learn, the more we grow. Sometimes I'm like, I need to learn more because I feel like I don't know anything now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What you said is true. Like the Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship and the healing journey, it's not for the faint of heart, right? Like (laughs) if you want safety, if you want comfort, like get a job and work you know and get paid like do not be an entrepreneur and if you want to like if you truly want to heal versus if you don't and you want to mask whatever is going on it's a lot easier to take something to make my pain go away than to sit there and talk to my pain and figure out what it's trying to tell me yes
0: oh right Mm mm-hmm it's so much easier to just take something versus like working through it and understanding where is it coming from but doing something about it and there's yeah. so many different avenues and that's why i love like you bring so many different beautiful elements into it where it's not just a one size fits all it's not going to fix overnight but it is a process just like healing is a process when you break a bone It doesn't just heal overnight as great as that would be. It doesn't, (laughs) but it's same with our emotions and those are attached sometimes, but bringing in meditation, yoga, other factors that can really help people just sit with it. And it's uncomfortable. We're in a world where everything's instant gratification. You press a button. Okay, I got that. Whether it's delivery or just like (laughs) things that we can get so quickly now that maybe in the past we couldn't, but when it comes to our bodies, we only have one. And it's like yeah. taking care of that. And that's what I know, like, I love that. That's what you focus on too. And empowering individuals to take ownership and take control over what they're doing on a day-to-day basis.
1: For sure. And pain, I mean, we're going to have pain. There's no question. Pain's going to exist, physical, emotional, but suffering mm-hmm. is optional, mm. right? So suffering is what you create in your mind. Like if someone comes in and they say, I have neck pain, you're like, okay. Suffering is, this is never going to end. Mm -hmm. right it's like why is this always happening to me right if you're Mm -hmm. on the entrepreneurship (laughs) journey suffering is like how come everything is piled up on me at once like it's the the mental part of it the physical pain it's gonna happen even and pain's not even bad I mean you go to the gym you work out you can't move your arms the next day that's and you're like yeah I'm in pain yeah and I worked out and feel great but I can't move my arms There's good and bad. And there's pain in the entrepreneurship journey, right? Like pain in learning how to sell and doing the sales. Like that can be actually just as painful for somebody, right? Even though, (laughs) but the suffering is I'm never going to make my sale, you know? (laughs) Oh, yes. It's a mindset. Yes. That's your, that's, you know, your ballpark. (laughs) It is a mindset. It really is.
0: It is. And speaking of just all the factors too, like when we are building a business, what are like two or three things that you wish you would have known in the beginning of your journey that you know now?
1: Yeah. One is it's never as bad as you think it
0: is. <laughs> That's true.
1: <laughs> yeah. We play it in our minds of, "Oh my gosh, like everything's going to crash, nothing's going to work, I'm terrible, blah blah blah." <laughs> it never, like most of the stuff doesn't even happen, number one. Number two, when it actually happens to you, you know what to, like, that's when you're going to figure out how to do it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you won't know how you're going to solve something in the future because you're not there yet, Mm -hmm. right? The level of aware, because you're constant, we're constantly growing and learning, right? So what I'm learning now may help me later, but I won't know later how, what I'm going to know yet. So I can't make that decision right now. So, okay, that's not a decision I need to make in this moment because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm not in that space.
0: Those are good ones. Those are really good ones. I'm just like listening. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what we don't know, we don't know, but all those experiences to allow us to lead us to those next steps. And like, we wouldn't know that if we didn't hit that hurdle that we really didn't want to hit, but we had to, in order to make those shifts and be aligned with what we're doing in that next phase, because it does evolve. Just like when we're healing things evolve and like our bodies start to see those shifts. I mean, that is your real house. You see that, or just even like mentally, you see those shifts, you feel more empowered. You understand, okay, this is painful, but right now I'm able to move through it as hard as it is. You're able to do so. Those are fantastic tips. <laughs> and I wish I knew those too in the beginning. <laughs> you make life a little bit easier. But, yes, you know, absolutely. it's hard to hear it. And, you know, you're like, I know, but it goes back to the open mind. <laughs> but I've been enjoying this conversation so much, Dr. Amanda. But we're going to jump into the rapid fire questions if you're ready for them.
1: Sure.
0: Okay. The first question is Who is your hero? Who
1: is my hero? Uh, my mom is my hero. She, um, is when we moved to Canada, obviously I'm not originally from Canada, but when we moved here, um, my father abandoned us and left her with pretty much nothing and two kids. And she was able to, you know, get jobs, go further her education and become, you know, this example of what it's like to be courageous and hard work and to work hard. She is.
0: She sounds like a phenomenal woman. (laughs) She (laughs) raised one. (laughs) What motivates you to work smarter?
1: Working smarter. I've got a lot of things on the go and as most people do, but like I I have a family, I have a practice, you know, you cannot burn all your energy working harder. And just because, you know, there's that, there's a fly on the wall, right? And it's trying to go as hard as it can through the windows, through the window and it's never going to make it, but the doors open on the other side. So you need to find the way to get out on the other side, change your thinking, do whatever, but it doesn't always have to be a hard work.
0: I'm going to throw another question in there, but what has it been like balancing family life, entrepreneurship, working with your patients, like everything that you do, how has that been to really integrate everything together?
1: you really need to keep your vision in mind, right? Mm -hmm. And then make a decision of, will this bring me closer to my vision, right? And Mm -hmm. hopefully your vision, like my vision obviously includes my family and other Mm -hmm. things as well. So I know that if I'm making a decision for my vision, then it will all help my family. It will help my business. It will help everything because that is all under one umbrella. So every decision is asked, am I getting closer to my vision or not?
0: Mm -hmm powerful question to ask (laughs) and so if you were a superhero what would be your power powers
1: my superhero is or my superhero abilities let's say um I can read people really well and it's not them it's for some reason I can talk to the highest version of them like I can see the biggest potential in somebody and just know that they are meant for great things
0: I love that. That's an
1: amazing and power. I find that, well, if you see somebody yeah. like as the highest version
0: of themselves and they will raise themselves to meet that vision. It's the accountability and holding them to a standard for themselves as well.
1: For sure. And to show them what's possible for them.
0: Yes. We need more of that. We do. We do. So if you could share a meal with any four individuals, living or dead, who would they be?
1: Oh. I would go with like the Buddha for for just for like the mind, the mindfulness, even just sitting with them. I think I would be super calm in their presence or go crazy. One or the other. The The Buddha would be on there. Um, I would have to like Albert Einstein, because he's Mm -hmm. just such a great thinker. Right. Mm -hmm. And like mother Teresa and because she has such a big heart. Yes. Right and her of service and how she is about giving and you know healing the world gotta go with those people.
0: Oh that's a good table to be at. <laughs> <laughs> and what is the most daring thing you've ever done?
1: Daring. Uh, I would say physically daring would be skydiving. Yeah. That I takes was... a kick. <laughs> <laughs> it it does. But uh, it was funny because I forget forgot that I get motion sickness so coming down I was like this isn't even the prettiest (laughs) view because I don't feel so good (laughs) So not a great decision on my part because I forgot that
0: (laughs) well if you do it again you know um, motion sickness like pills or like stickers or whatever bracelets (laughs) Production. I'll show up head to toe in stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Done deal. <laughs> well, that is very daring, <laughs> but you did it regardless, right?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's a good question because you do need to have things that push you, right? Cause like, you know, another one is I gave birth naturally to one of my kids. And so you're like, wow, if I can do that, if I can build my business, if I can skydive, if I have, can find the courage to do these things, then I can do anything. And you got to remember that on your entrepreneurial journey.
0: Yes. No, it's absolutely true because you're going to be tested so many times, but if you can push past that, if you can go skydiving, give birth naturally. I'm I'm not a mother yet, but that's intense. It seems <laughs> intense. But you know, it's it's beautiful too at the same time that you're able to like push through certain things and have the courage and it also seems like it was hereditary from mom as well. <laughs> but showing you the way and just you showing others the way as well. Taking action. So, what is the phone app that you use the most?
1: Phone app. Um, oh, I have one. Self pause. It's um, something that I read my affirmations into. Like okay. everyone has to work on <laughs> their mindset, and I'm trying to get it into my mind. So, before I go to bed, I literally have myself say, and I actually record it for my kids too. Like, I am enough. I am worthy. You know, I am safe and love no matter what. And when my kids don't want to go to bed, I actually play it for them because my it's my voice, and so they're like, "Okay, Mommy's just talking to me."
0: Oh, that's lovely. (laughs) Start them young. (laughs) Start them young. (laughs) What is the last book you've listened to or you've read?
1: Uh, I read the science of getting rich. Mm, is the last thing I was reading. So I was doing some mindset work surrounding um, finance because a lot of people have shame, the fear, guilt and stuff around money. And I wanted to delve more into the psychology of it. So Mm -hmm. I went in and
0: I got that book and it's a fabulous book. (laughs) I recommend it. (laughs) Yes, I I haven't heard of that one. Another one to add to my list. (laughs) So thank you. If you were to have a movie about your life thus far, who would play you?
1: Oh. Have you ever seen um, Turning Red? It's a Disney Pixar film about a giant red panda. Oh, yes. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. Okay. So um, it's an Asian uh, person, and essentially it talks about like different culture, like a cultural upbringing, and then trying to find yourself who, like within the midst of that. I would be a giant red panda.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Pandas are adorable too. <laughs> Good choice. That's original. <laughs> and what is your favorite family recipe, whether it's one that's traditional or you love making together?
1: Um, my husband makes this killer lasagna and mm. I'm vegetarian. So we've had to adapt it into <laughs> veggie lasagna. So now it's a family thing because it's his original recipe, but we have to make
0: uh, incorporate me in there makes it all work for everybody (laughs) um so you might I might know the answer to this but I'll ask it anyway if you were an animal what animal would you be personality (laughs) type style well I guess I'll go with the
1: red panda (laughs) it seems to move a little more than the traditional black and white panda (laughs) yes I mean the panda eats all day so that that's wonderful
0: too. So <laughs> nourish, you know, it's, yeah. it's about that. <laughs> um, so if you have a day off, so you're not seeing clients working on your online program, what is your favorite way to spend a day off?
1: I like having a date day with every, each of my family members, but I would be at the spa for some of it for sure. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: That's very relaxing and necessary. Yeah. <laughs> So what is something an outsider wouldn't know about your industry?
1: I guess how diverse it can be. Mm -hmm. So sometimes Mm -hmm. people will go to see a chiropractor expecting one thing, but because um, the profession is good in terms of you can pick what techniques suit you, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm a smaller person, I'm female. I might adjust in a different way than somebody who's big and who has, you know, or they might, look after athletes and I might look after babies and so different things need to be adapted to it. So really find someone that matches you know your personality but also your style as well.
0: Dr. Amanda, where can people find you? Use your services we're gonna link everything below in the description but if you could let us know too.
1: Sure. So my website's the best best place to reach me and it's optimizemyhealing.com um, or on Instagram dr dot and I do all these reels and posts and whatever. (laughs) I'm pretty, I love Instagram, so I'm pretty active on it.
0: It's pretty fun. (laughs) Well, Dr. Amanda, I've so enjoyed this conversation. I love your energy. You're such a light, Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to just share your wisdom and your energy with us today. We really appreciate it. So
1: thank you so much for having me here.
0: Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Dr. Amanda today? I'm sure she would love to see your comment and we will see you on the next video.